0: As we usually start our shows by the name of Allah, the Most High, the Most Merciful, the Especially Merciful. We would like to welcome to the show a new Reverb. A Reverb that has been in Islam for some time now. She would like to share her story with us. She will be on the phone with us. Unfortunately, we weren't able to meet with her in person due to the COVID-19 pandemic that is happening, as everybody know, But it doesn't stop us from reaching out and interviewing brothers and sisters and making new videos that might be beneficial to us, to the listeners, to the followers, to everybody. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so. We'd really appreciate it. And this episode will be also on podcast all over the podcast platforms. You just type the Revert Podcast, and inshallah you'll find it. Sister Gigi is with us on the phone. So we'll have Sister Gigi introduce herself, inshallah, and we'll dive into the story of her journey of becoming the revert to Islam. Alhamdulillah, Rabbi Amir. So Sister Gigi, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa
1: alaikum wa good to be here.
0: Thank you very much for being with us. That's uh, first of all. And second of all, we'd like you to uh, introduce yourself to uh, the audience, if you don't mind. Uh as in your name, where you're from and all that good stuff.
1: Okay, well, uh my name is Gigi. Um I'm from New Jersey originally, but I live in Texas right now and um I reverted to Islam in March of twenty seventeen. Yeah, I'm originally from New Jersey, uh and I uh moved to Alabama years ago, uh Uh, when i was 18 and uh i lived there i was married for a long time and lived there and uh then um at some point i left there came to texas went to egypt came back to texas and now i'm in texas um i'm in college station Station, texas um you know where texas a&m university is that's where i'm at
0: i see i see mashallah you actually been around the world huh
1: I really did. But you know what? Until I became a Muslim, I never had a passport. Once I became a Muslim, I uh got a passport and I started to um and I uh, I just started to Well, it all started just um I had I met somebody who was a who was a Muslim really by accident. I really didn't know too yeah. much about it. I started looking into it and stuff and I watched YouTube videos things like that. Some stuff he told me, you know. Um and then I uh I decided um, that I would go find Islam. I know that sounds funny, but I didn't know any Muslims in America. Not one. I only knew Uh uh, Muslims abroad. That's it. So I decided to go search for Islam. And I the first place I went, and I always went alone. I never took anybody with me. And... I, I remember people here thinking, oh, she's going crazy now. What is she doing? I wasn't a Muslim yet, but I went to Dubai and, um, I know that that was like the only place I could think of that was Islamic and, um, that I, I knew was American friendly because I really didn't know anything about any of this. So I, I got there in Dubai and, um, I got off the plane very, very hot. I went to my hotel and the very first more it was five o'clock in the morning I think uh, I w- I was woke up by a sound I I didn't know what it was never heard it before and um I went over to the window and I opened it I I was listening to this and it, what I know now is the call to prayer I I didn't know it then and um I'm telling you it touched me deep uh, deep in my soul I I never heard anything like that in my whole entire life and I didn't know what I was listening to but uh I knew it was good and I didn't want it to end really but it did and I went back to sleep and then like all day it happened like five times I was like what's happening and I didn't know anybody in Dubai so I asked this guy I said, What is this? And then he told me it's the call to prayer and I said, What are they saying? And he and he told me what it was saying. And I said, Wow, that is so beautiful. That five times a day just called out. What we all I mean, I was anywhere I was I could hear it. I was so shocked. I I said, Why doesn't America do this? Why don't we why are why are we so uh like we are and not doing this? Where listen, five times a day something reminds you of God. You know, and I was thinking, wow, this is so beautiful. And, uh, basically I found what I was looking for and I came back home and, um, I cried at the airport too. I didn't really want to leave there. I felt so, I felt so happy and comfortable there, but I came back and, uh, you know, and, um, then I just started still studying and I started a Facebook group to help me be taught by Egyptian people, like the left and Egyptian people. Well, that happened before I went to Dubai but yeah, I before I went to Dubai I started a Facebook group. well somebody said you should start a Facebook group so you, you can learn Islam. And it was like me and ten Egyptians and uh they were teaching me all during Ramadan and they helped me get through Ramadan, um because I had never been through anything like that. So um then I went to Dubai not long after. Uh, well, um what <laughs> um that was again. I, let me get the story straight. I went to Dubai when I was not a Muslim, and then when I came back, uh, I actually went to Dubai one more time, and I took the shahada in Dubai. Then I came back, and um, I was a Muslim in March. And then I started the Facebook group.
0: Subhanallah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so you were you were basically you were searching for something on your own, wanting to find the yeah. truth, wanting to find. What, you know, who created you, what is your purpose in life and all that good stuff? That's what you were searching for.
1: I really was because, you know, I, I didn't really know, uh, I, I only knew Jesus, peace be upon him. And, um, that never felt right to me that, um, Jesus was God, but you know, that's all I knew. So, you know, when I found out there was a God, uh, and, um,
0: uh huh, so, so let's, let's, let me cut you off a little bit if you don't mind and let's go back to okay. the days of you growing up, back in the day when you were still growing up with your family and you know, you, you know, being with your family. What was it like? What, what did you, what did you guys grow up on? What was your raising like?
1: Okay. Well, I grew up in New Jersey. Um, my mom was from New Jersey. My dad was from Georgia. And uh we grew up in a, in a little town near Woodbury. And um, my childhood was okay. I mean, we grew up where it was Methodist. We went to a Methodist church. Not very active. We only went to church like on holidays. You know, that happens a lot here. I mean... My, my upbringing wasn't very good, uh, because my family was dysfunctional. It's just the truth. And, uh, That's you know, nice. I never, I never really, uh, I never really got taught too much about God or, uh, anything like this. But, uh, I knew about Jesus because of, you know, holidays mainly. And uh, I just, my family wasn't very religious where they went to church or anything like this. So. I really didn't know too much about that uh then when I turned thirteen um my my mom and my parents divorced, and they they left both of them and so
0: they both left you,
1: yeah, it's true and uh and
0: so what where, where were you like staying with your family, your brothers and sisters?
1: Well, no, they were all gone. The oldest one was sixteen he had already left uh I was left by myself in a house, and um, I know it's weird and crazy, but uh I was there until I couldn't live there anymore. And then um some people basically I, I went with people.
0: Subhanallah. And,
1: uh, it was very tough. You know, very tough years to be honest.
0: So was and, it uh, your you owned the house? Like your family owned the house? That's why yeah, you were able, it was you able a to stay
1: rental.
0: It was yeah, a rental. Rent.
1: Yeah, once the rent was up I left. You know, I remember being left with um just grit and jelly. That's all I had to eat oh. for like Wow. Really it was a very tough time. Very tough time. But it made me into a tough woman, which is a really good thing, I think.
2: Um because right. uh obviously.
1: Yeah. And um so th- when I turned eighteen I uh well I finished high school. I I, I finished high school unbelievably.
2: Um, and I
1: I know, it was really unbelievable. And uh I I went to college you know, and I got a degree, and, um... What did
0: you get
1: and, a degree that, in? I got a degree in business.
0: Oh, so you're and, a businesswoman.
1: Uh, I am, and, uh, really, I'm I'm a white person, you know,
0: uh-huh.
1: and I, that's really not, and, and, you know, in Islam, race doesn't matter, which is beautiful, and, um, but I married a black person. When I moved to Alabama, I did. I married, and my kids are mixed, so, um... Why I'm telling you that is because of this. If it hadn't been for black people when I was a kid after 13, uh, I would have been finished. It was the, it was the, it was people that were black really that saved me. People always wondered, why is she like this? Well, when these are the people who save you and they're good people, it's the people I feel comfortable with, people I'm happy with. So marrying someone black to me was just natural. It wasn't something Not natural. So I've always, you know, I I started out being an activist for this, um, for um, issues like this, because I had mixed kids. I have a black son, and my daughter is mixed. My husband was a U.S. Marine. So this is where my activism started. Naturally, when I became a Muslim, I took up some issues, but this is where it all started. And that's why one reason why I loved Islam so much. You know, and I moved to Alabama and actually had a Mm -hmm. cross burnt in my yard. So I found out. Yeah, we lived. My husband went to work and me and my kids were there by ourselves and he came home and he said, Did you see outside? And I looked and there was a cross smoldering in, in the yard. And, uh, I said, "Oh my gosh, this is nuts! I I couldn't believe it. Yeah, you know, I'm from Jersey. I, we I didn't see nothing like this there. You know, there was problems, mm-hmm. but not like this. You know, and uh, I I think all these things made me into who I who I eventually became because it it toughened me up so much. You know, and uh,
0: Subhanallah. And, um, so th- this yeah, is this is know, definitely uh, Allah's work, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala builds you up in a way where he wants you to get to a goal but before you get to that goal in order for you to be able to accept that word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you have to get to that stage strong enough and you know your your mind is strong enough your body is strong enough and You're healthy enough for this to happen, subhanAllah.
1: You're exactly right. I I feel like now, when I look back, I feel Mm -hmm. like my life was leading up to this because of all the things that I've, went through and all the trials and things i came through and i was okay you know i just feel like it was all about that because of homelessness as a child because of uh, being married to someone black in the south where it was a bunch of races people burning crosses in your yard and you had to have a toughness in you so I, i had this so by the time it came to the time where uh and you're raising your kids, and you're and you're not letting anybody mess with them. You know, my my daughter was the first black young woman to be on the softball team in the high school,
2: my, and my she softball. was
1: the first black young woman to be the captain. And there was problems from that. White people didn't like that she was captain of the softball team. I heard them talking, you know, because I'm white. They're white. They think they can talk. So I'm, I'm telling them, that's my daughter you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and they were shocked. Yeah, so they, oh, and, you, know, yeah, you know, they, they said, said, oh, um, we, we don't, don't really mean that. that. I said, yeah, okay, <laughs> but that's oh, my God, child. You know. I said, and look, all your children voted her captain because I have a beautiful daughter. She's a registered nurse in Alabama right now in hospital, helping with COVID uh, virus. and." My son's in Alabama, he's in college, and uh, I'm in Texas. But anyway, I think all this just set me up for this because of um, what I do now and um, what I'm going through now. Yeah, so that's kind of it.
0: So so what kind of work do you do? What kind of work did you do throughout your life after you graduated from uh, college or university?
1: Well, I um, worked in a realty office for um most of it, and I managed one real estate office for 15 years, actually. Mashallah. same office. I became a Muslim, and um after I became a Muslim, they kind of pushed me out, you know. Oh, really?: Yeah, I think yeah, they made my life misery, and I just ended up uh I ended up mo- I-, I went to Egypt then. I mean, I went to Texas and then I went to
0: Egypt, but where where I were they? Out. Were they in Jersey?
1: They were in Alabama.
0: Oh, Alabama. Yeah, okay, I, okay. Yeah,
1: I took the shahada. Actually, I took the shahada in Dubai, but I lived in Alabama. But then when I came back, I went to the Alabama Birmingham Masjid with a which had some of the greatest people I ever met. Um, and took the Washington. shahada there with them. Yeah, really good people. But so, you know what? Uh, I remember. I remember yeah, walking so. into the Masjid Masjid for the first time. This is funny. Because the viewers, the listeners that are not Muslim will probably laugh at this, or the ones that are. I I walked into the masjid for the very first time in gym clothes. I had no idea. I'm a gym person. (laughs) I walked into the masjid in gym clothes, being myself and being kind of loud a little bit. And I tried to shake a guy's hand. He was like, ugh. I was like, what happened? What did I do? (laughs) And and (laughs) then... Then the um I, the imam comes out and I'm like trying to shake his hand. He said, "Oh," and he I said, "What's wrong with everybody?" And so he started telling me we don't touch women that we're not you know that aren't our relatives. I went, "Oh my goodness, really?" And he said, "Yeah." And then I just came for a Koran. I said, "I know it's nuts now. Then you probably think I'm a nut, but I'm just here to get a Koran." So they gave wow. me a Koran. Yeah, it was. And then I I looked at how everybody was dressed, and I looked at myself, and went, "Oh, geez, I felt I felt ashamed, really." Yeah.
0: So now, why don't you walk us through the day that you actually took shahada? How did it work out? What happened? Like, make us make us live that live that moment right now.
1: Okay. Well, I was in Dubai. I was sitting outside of a masjid. I was sitting on a bench. Right, I had friends now in Dubai, the second time I've been there and so I knew a few people that were there and uh there was somebody there with me and um they were a Muslim and I was getting ready to leave to come back um to America, you know. Oh my gosh, I'm a crier too. So I said I'm ready to do this now because I I, I wasn't ready before because um and I'll tell you why. It, set the whole thing up for you i um i had gotten a divorce and i ended up still working at my job in the in the realty office but i ended up singing in a band and working as a bartender at night yeah so my life went in a different way i wasn't doing bad stuff but i I was single and i had kids and i needed to put them in college so i did this and uh i love to sing you know, I, I love singing and uh, you know, this and that and uh I had gotten tattoos, I mean I went all out. But I wasn't happy. I was very, very, very unhappy. I I was making good money now because I had three really good jobs and uh I was kinda living large. But listen, I came home every night and um I dragged myself to sleep, you know.
2: Oh wow, Never-
1: That's not good. There's something wrong. I mean, you can have everything in this whole world. You can. I had cars. I had a. I had a house. I had everything you could imagine. A closet you could walk in and and have shoes and purses and clothes. But I drank myself to sleep because uh, uh, I was empty. And uh, so I um, you know, so when Islam came along, uh. Something in me changed. Uh, I felt, I felt alive inside. I didn't feel dead anymore. I, I really felt dead inside. That's the only way I can describe it. I, I felt like a walking zombie. Like I was just getting oh, off the Wow. wow. And, yeah, just, just living life like without any concern. And I'm going to be completely honest with everybody because this is, this is important to be honest, um, in order to help other people, um, know it's okay to um, be in trouble inside, to be in trouble spiritually and physically. But I actually even a couple times thought uh, if I crash into this tree, it would all be over and I won't feel anything now. Really, I thought these things. And, uh, you know, um, I can share this. I've never shared this publicly. This is the first time I've ever shared this. When I got to do, by the time I got, and then the Jesus thing, I was thinking, oh, gosh, how can I? I'm very loyal, very loyal person. And uh I was thinking, how can I turn my back on Jesus? I knew Jesus my whole life. As a kid on the street, I prayed to Jesus to save me, help me. And I felt like he did, but now I know that was God, really, Allah. And I found out, I don't know if you ever heard of Hassan Shibley. Do you know him, Hassan Shibli?
0: Hassan, Hassan Shibley? Shibley? Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the name. With the name.
1: He's like he you, know, you ever heard of care K, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CARE, okay. yes. He, I, I came across him somehow i came across them and uh i i read about care and what they were doing, and I'm an activist by heart so i started donates, I, started to, I started donating to care and i contacted him and asked him what who, what's Jesus in this and uh he said uh come to you can be a guest at my table." Uh, in Birmingham, I think it was Birmingham, and uh, he could be a guest at my table, and uh, for a speech he was gonna give, and he didn't even know who I was, and I came, and I sat at his table, and uh, I listened, and uh, I found out that Jesus is a Muslim.
2: I was so, like, oh my uh, god, my uh,
1: God, kidding me! I said, this uh, is the best case scenario, I couldn't believe it! I'm an open mind. Uh, my mind is free. I'm a free mind, and uh, so I can think for myself. I don't, I've always, uh, you know, my, my mom and dad always used to say when I was little, the stork brought me to the wrong house. They used, really did. They used to say that. <laughs> I dropped I, I the wrong house. Cause I've always been kind of a weirdo, I guess, to everybody. Uh, did things in my own way, thought my own thoughts and, uh, marched to my own tune. And so when I found out Jesus was a Muslim, I said, okay, that's it. That's, that's all I need to know. He's a Muslim, wow. I'm good now. I'm good now. So when I got so to Dubai, uh, I was with my friend, and uh, I said, I'm ready now. Before I go back to America, I, I want to be a Muslim. Uh, I was ready to quit wow. the Haram, and I did. When I, I took the shahada with my friend, I felt like uh, this is how I felt. i am sitting there. I'm in Dubai. I'm, no, I'm nobody, really. Uh, in this world, just some, just another person. And, um, I'm taking the Shahada and I, uh, my, my, heart's pounding. I feel like breath is being breathed into me. I can't explain the feeling I had. I don't know. I could hear myself saying it. And, uh, it was really a special moment. I'll never forget it. Uh, and I, I felt a complete change in me. And, um, I, I left, um, came back to America and, uh, I quit my job. Except the one job at the reality office, and really everybody thought I went mentally ill. Really, they literally thought I became mentally ill. Then I I was a Muslim. Then I I went and took the shahada, and uh, I learned how to dress. You know, I, I put clothes on. I hate to say it like that, but it's true. And. Um, <laughs> And um, you know, I uh I became a Muslim, and I I love wow. every second of it. I I love it. I did that, and then I I was at my job. I had one job, the management job of the realty office. I I audited sixty properties of their of their files and stuff. I it was a it was a pretty good sized job, paid really good. But I prayed wow. at work. I I was a Muslim uh all the time, and they kind of pushed me out, but. That was okay. I, I, I continued on. I went on. Nothing stopped me. And of I know because of my past. My past made me so tough. You know. Of and, course. Um, of course. That, of course. You know,
0: Allah set you up for yeah. this. Yeah. He definitely set you up for this.
1: I believe so. And something else really stayed in my mind is, uh, Allah owns the world. Everything in this right. world is Allah. And mm-hmm. Allah can give it to you. Allah can take it from you. So even if I'm sitting on the street with nothing, it's a law of street, and I'm allowed to be there. I could okay. be uh, in a mansion. It's a law of mansion. I could be there. So for me, I let go of world stuff a, a long time ago with this. I I really don't care about that. You know, it's, uh having a lot of stuff and um, this and that like that. I I just don't care. I've I've let all that go. So, to continue forward in this, after I quit, lost my job, I left them but they wanted me to go. They pushed me out and I decided Mm -hmm. to go to Texas. I, I was, Going to Texas. I had family that lived there. Then I got there just in time for that. Remember Hurricane Harvey? I got there just in time for Harvey. I'm not kidding you. I was there one week, Harvey King. I had all my stuff in storage. I hadn't got my own apartment yet. I still was with my sister. I I had all my stuff in storage. I had my car and, um, I I told her I'm going to go, go to the shelter. I'm going to go to the shelter and help people. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to go there. So I did. I went there. Then the people from the masjid that I knew, because I went, I knew people at the masjid there, because I went every day. They came and helped shelter. But during all of this, I, my car gone, just gone. Every belonging I had. It, it all I got damaged? It, it's gone. It's gone. Oh. Seen it
2: i it seen it again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so oh. I, I was, I was. I was in Houston, Texas. I had a couple suitcases. I had three suitcases, actually. And somebody said, that's all I had. Somebody said, uh, Gigi, um, come to Egypt and teach English. don't you do that. You come over here and learn and this and that. And I said, what? okay. I, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, look, I, I was sad and I was crying. And then all of a sudden, it dawned on me. I will free me. He took all this stuff, car payments. I, I didn't. I didn't have any bills now. All my bills were gone. All this burden <laughs> of stuff is gone. You know, it's just a burden. And now I'm free. I even took one of the wow. suitcases. I took one of the suitcases full of clothes I didn't want that were sexy. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's just not Muslim type clothes. I filled up the suitcase full. I got rid of all that. And I just took my two suitcases and I went to the bank. I made my ticket at the bank and. Um, Uber picked me up and I went to Egypt. And I was in oh, Egypt for know. ten months. Yeah, ten months I spent wow. there. Yeah, and I taught Egyptians how to speak English. I I learned how to pray. I I went to uh Al Hazar, the uh, there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, uh okay. I met the Grand Eye Man and he redid my Shahada with me. Very deep shahada too. I mean, this shahada is where you denounce everything. You denounce right. Christianity. You denounce all religions. And he, it was written in, uh, English and in Arabic. It's two different Shahada papers. He you had to wear a hijab and get your picture put on it. He very adept. Uh, um, uh, yeah. And, and that's where I ended up in Egypt.
2: My uh, son,
1: learning. Yeah. And, um, then my daughter, who's a registered nurse, uh, she has children. She got transferred to college station with a job and her and her husband said, mama, I need you. Could you please come home? Because I need well, you. And I, I came home and, uh, well, I came well. to college station and, um, this is where I've been, but now they're all gone. Uh, her job, her job tra- transferred her back to Alabama. So I've just been here in college station by myself for more than a year, uh, managing a subway. I manage a restaurant. That's what I do. Oh, must and be. so Yeah, so basically I uh I manage subway. I go to the gym but not now because of the virus. I go to the park, I run, I come home, I do Dawa. I'm on ask a Muslim page uh as a uh inbox person, I do uh dawah there and uh I'm on another page ask about Islam and I do Dawa there and uh you know, I do shahadas pretty much every day. With people, wow, and sorry. uh, this is what I do. It's, I do dawah. I love it. I go to work.
0: Maybe inshallah you, you'll I'll join go. us on the world.com website and you start helping us there inshallah. Sure,
1: and look, I've got eight Facebook groups, I've got eight messenger groups, and I've got three pages of my own. So I've got tons of stuff I can share and I would love to help in dawah a- anywhere. I'll, I'll go anywhere and help mm-hmm. in dawah. Yeah, even I'll in my, anywhere. even in person. I have three cases of Korans in the back of my car, and I give them out to people, too. Um, amazing. I I've, done, in here, I've in in person. here in person. Um, so um, amazing. This is my life. and Mashallah. It's my life because uh, Allah saved my life. Allah he saved, sure my did. Life. He saved my life. He sure yeah, he did. did. Yeah, he and, did. And, uh, and I'm forever grateful. And so now I'm going to try to save other people's life for the sake of Allah. So I, I let Allah
0: work through me to
2: help
0: others. That's I'm amazing. That's
2: what I'm doing now. That's You're amazing. That's a, story. It's a crazy, it's a crazy story. story. That's a beautiful
0: story. It's a very that touching story. Masha Allah. And I hope Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make this story a story that will change a lot of people, and it will bring do, a lot well, of I truth to a lot of people. Bismillahi uh, sister Gigi we really really appreciate you sharing this story with us and actually You're sharing welcome. a lot of the deep stuff that you never shared before sharing really it with did, us here really on did. the revert I really appreciate it You're
1: welcome. You're welcome.
0: we'll definitely be sharing this story on YouTube and on the uh, podcasts and we'll share it on Facebook and we'll send it over to you so you can share it with everybody that you know okay,
2: okay. All right. this is amazing All right. Thank
0: you. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give me and you and all Muslims sincerity in this da'wah work, which is yeah, the work yeah. of all the messengers and prophets, Allahumma ameen. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept it from us and to allow us to enter His paradise all the way in the highest levels of paradise, Al-Firdaws al-A'la, Allahumma ameen.
1: Amen, amen, that's it's our duty, Definitely. it's our duty to do this, because that's every, right, single every single person should have a chance, to, have a chance to, hear to hear about Islam, so that every single so that every person single has a person chance, has a to, go, chance to, go, to go back to, to go God, back their, to creator, back,
0: their creator, and, um, Allah, and, um, that's, that's how right. I Thank you very much for your, for your time, and you take care of yourself, you stay safe, inshallah. Thank you. All, All righty. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.